I'm Darren Garry and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter. From their first memories of laughter, to their no laughing matter moments, to the first time they felt laughed at. So I had this obsession with cash registers growing up. So when I was really young, I would have had all the toy versions of cash registers. But as I got older, like my obsession grew. I was in sixth class and it was my birthday in the October and mom and dad were like, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, I'd love a real cash register. But I didn't really think about if I got that, that, having to tell people like what I got for my birthday. So, of course, the first thing you're asked is, what did you get? And I told the first few people, I was like, I got a cash register. They just burst out laughing. They were like, a cash register? I was like, yeah. Businesswoman, newlywed and my big sister, Alva Garhi, is my guest this week. She talks to me about the storm that was brewing before her wedding day, growing up as the middle child and her love for the Blanchardstown Shopping Centre. I hope you enjoy. Alva Garhi. Hello. You are extremely welcome to the laughs of your life. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to do this. Um, I know that you're a little bit nervous. I just, I'm shocked that you asked me to do it. I'm delighted that you asked me to do it, but I'm, I worry that my life isn't interesting enough to make this entertaining, but hopefully I'll, I'll give it a, give it a shot. Well, that's your first mistake <laughs> because I've been around for all of your life <laughs> and it's extremely interesting. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we're sitting here in our sitting room uh, where we live. With Bobby. Uh, with Bobby. Bobby's here beside us. And he'll behave. So I live with you and your husband, Rory. Mm-hmm. We've lived together for three years now. Yeah. And you guys recently got married and I got a message on Instagram recently saying, when are you going to move out and let the newlyweds live their lives? <laughs> so can we just start by clarifying something? Aren't you happy for me to be here? <laughs> well, you pay the rent. You help pay the rent. So, um, I mean... That's the bottom line. Look, I get the messages also. When we got married, people would message me and say... So now that you're married, like, when are you going to get your own place, Rory? And first of all, it's no one's business. <laughs> Firstly, it's no one's business. But secondly, people probably don't know that we rent this house off our parents. Yeah. Um. So we have that kind of connection to it. Um. And we, we're very lucky that mom and dad are our landlords. So, you know, there's a bit of flexibility there. Um. Of course, Rory and I hope to buy a house in the next year a couple of years but I mean we're very happy with this living situation we get on like a house on fire the three of us and Bobby and uh, I'm not in your hair not you're coming and going all the time that we rarely actually see each other or like you know we rarely hang out for long periods of time you know so we are delighted with this living situation and when the time is right hopefully we will find our own place or you might find your own place beforehand yeah but there's zero stress there and we're delighted to have you. And thank you. And also, we're in the middle of a housing crisis. Like, you know, yeah. we, we see ourselves as very lucky to have this situation. We do, yeah. And I'm, it's it's a great house and we've loads of space and a lovely garden for Bobby. And um, there is zero, you know, pressure for anyone, I think. We're just happy out and when the time is right, we'll we'll sort out something else. Exactly. Now, Alva, <laughs> will we start with the questions? Yes. Alva Gary, your first Memory of laughter. I have two here. Hmm. This might be really sound really random, but it is definitely my first memory of laughter. So I'd say I was probably three and you were one or less than one. And I remember being over in 
mom and dad's still their their house um sitting in the tv room and the, the way the tv room was it, there was a sliding door out to the kitchen and mom was in the kitchen making dinner or something and we were both sitting on the floor facing mom yeah and <laughs> i remember putting my hand so she couldn't see we were facing mom so she couldn't see where my hand was going <laughs> but i put my hand up your jumper and pinched your back <laughs> And I kept doing this, but you didn't cry. So I think it was kind of like, there must have been something in me that was a little bit bullying that you came along. Yeah. And that I wasn't the youngest baby anymore. So I think this is my way of getting revenge. So I pinched your back. And, I, and the more you wouldn't cry, the more I'd pinch it. And I don't remember you ever crying and mom ever knowing that I did it. So that I was laughing away to myself. This is hilarious. I can hurt this one as much as I want and she won't cry. It explains my scars. Yeah. <laughs> so that is, I, like, I, I'm trying to think back further than that and I can't think. So I just thought this was absolutely hilarious. It was my own little moment of laughter. So you got away with it? I fully got away with it. And in later, it was only in later life that we told mom that I did that. Really? But I don't think you remember it. No, you? God. No, no. It's just from me telling you. <laughs> and then obviously, but this is, I think, a common thing in every house. I have so many memories of dad coming back from work. You know, the dad's the hero yeah, when you're younger. Like your mom puts in all the work, doing everything day in, day out. Dad's at work, obviously working hard as he did. But he'd rock back and he'd be the hero and we'd play like horsey on his back or whatever. And we'd such crack. He'd be in doing that, Three of us, myself, you and Avian. And uh, he'd be going up. We've pictures actually of him going up the stairs with myself and Avian. Like I think there's one on his back and one hanging off the front of him or something. <laughs> And we just thought it was the best crack ever. So that was a definite early memory of laughter for me as well. It's so true about dads being the heroes. Like mom would be the one to discipline all day long and then get you nice and chilled for bed in your pajamas. And then in comes dad and like gets you all riled up for bed. You'd be yeah. pumping sweat going yeah. to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and wired. It's only now I think that we see Avian as well. Like obviously now that she has two babies and we're we're so close to someone who is a mom now. Yeah. You know, you'd, you'd have friends who are moms or whatever. But you wouldn't see that. Yeah. No, from beginning to end, yeah. you see just how much the mom does. Mm. And how unbelievable. It takes over your life, I think. We've definitely seen that from Avian. Um, so we can now understand mom's frustration when, when after all the hard work, washing us, feeding us, bathing us, bringing us here, there and yonder. Um. Yeah, it's only anything in later life that you have an appreciation for all they do. When Donico Callahan did the podcast, he talked about that. And because obviously he was abroad for a few years, playing abroad, and he'd come home on a Friday evening and back on a Monday morning. But by the time he kind of gets settled and everything, he'd only have 18 hours with the kids the weekend. Yeah. So he said anything they'd want to do, any crack they'd want to have, he'd be the one to say, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. And then mom is the, the villain. Like. The villain, yeah. And the kids would be like, mom, let's get a dog. And she'd be like, ask your father. And he'd be like, Absolutely, no let's get a dog. let's get a dog. Um, Alv, as the middle child in our family, mm. what was that like? Um, fine. I mean, you know, since you came along, I've never known it any other way. Um, there's probably a couple of moments where this actually leads me on to my next onto the. Well, we, oh, I haven't asked you that next okay. one. Okay. <laughs> No, no, no. We, we, it doesn't really. Along. It's just kind of related, but uh, it was fine. I mean, I never felt like they say the middle child is the forgotten one, no man's land. You know, they, you've got the cool older sister and the 
cute younger sister and then there's just the middle child. But no, I mean, for my upbringing, I never felt, never felt uh, left out or anything like that. So it was grand. Yeah. People would often ask us, have we always got on or did we have our typical sister fights? Like, of course we did. We did. And I think we went through phases as well. There was a couple of years where myself and Avian were like best of buds and we kind of ganged up on you. Yeah. We definitely were a bit mean oh, to I you. Oh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to sneak into Avian's bed at night time and just, we'd have our like crack or whatever. Um, But then there was, t- probably in, in, well not, well, yeah, a few years on then, I think when Avian started in secondary school and going to like discos and things, we were probably a bit closer then. Yeah. Because we were the ones at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think now, I mean, obviously my, we live together, you and I, but I think now it's kind of evened out for the most part. Definitely. Kind of, um, I think we all have things in common with each other that are differing. Like there's certain things I would go to you about that I wouldn't say even vice, vice versa. Yeah. Or like a meme, I would definitely say <laughs> to you and not to <laughs> And then sometimes we talk about it and Avon would be like, what are you talking about? She'd be like, why didn't you send me that? Anyway, okay. Ava, the first time you felt laughed at. Okay, so this is what I was talking about. So I have two again for this. The first one was, we used to have a babysitter. And I need to clarify this. It's not our legendary neighbours that are still there. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names. We still yeah. live there. It was the house next door who have since, that family have since moved I on. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. We had this babysitter. So mom and dad used to play tennis and they used to, they were, used to play tennis down the tennis club and they used to spend a good few of their nights out down there. So they were down the tennis club one night and this babysitter came over to mind the three of us. And she, we started playing this game in the sitting room where she used to, like you would with kids, hold your, their hands and swing them around. So she did it with Avian first. She was like, oh cool, I'll, give me your hands and I'll swing you around. It was great crack. And she swung yeah. Avian around. And then you were like, do me, do me, my turn. So she hold, held, took you straight away, held your hands and swung you around. And then I was like, now me, my turn. And she goes, okay, but wash your hands first. <gasps> I remember that. I had to wash my hands before she'd like touch them. Bobby barked. <laughs> yes, Bobby. What did you have to say about He's this? protecting you. I remember that. And I just felt like, and like, fair enough if I was sitting there picking my nose or something, but I definitely wasn't like... So I fully remember that. And was, you told mom. I told mom and I don't think mom ever got her again. Um, she, I just felt like, hey, Bobby, sit down. <laughs> sit down. This is real life. <laughs> Bobby's fumed over this. <laughs> and I just, I felt like, I, I, I don't know. I think I stupidly went in and washed my hands and then came back oh, out. So she'd swing me around too. But I just felt like. I just, I did feel laughed at. That is hard. That's heartbreaking. heartbreaking. That's actually psychologically damaging. But sure, the fact that you can remember it shows that it had a massive effect. Do you remember that? I fully, now that you say it, I fully, and I remember that mom didn't get her back again. No, she didn't. Because she was like, it's so mean to single you out like that. (laughs) So that was the first time. That was the first one. And I have another one too. Go on. So I had this obsession with cash registers growing up. Like, I just loved cash registered so when I was really young I would have had all the toy versions of cash registers you yeah know, you can get them in Smith's or which whatever. loads of kids do loads of kids had but I never that as I grew up it stayed with me you never shook it I never shook it <laughs> and I'd be fascinated when I'd be in shops watching them scan like in Tesco or whatever scan the uh all the bits and I used to like with calculators as I got older so I got rid of the toy ones then I got like the calculators that printed the receipts Mom yeah still has one of them yeah yeah and I used to love that but as I got older, 
like my obsession grew grew and uh i was in sixth class so like you're verging on teenage years about to go into secondary and it was my birthday in the october and mom and dad were like what do you want for your birthday and i was like i'd love a real cash register because I used to remember I used to take out the ironing board yeah. and put the calculator on and I'd scan my bits and then put them down like like the it was like the belt in a test yeah, score yeah, yeah. Super value. So I was like I'd love a real cash register, but I didn't really think about the if repercussions. I got that, if I got that, having to tell people like what I got for my birthday. But so I anyway, love that in a way because you obviously didn't really care. Because, you know, if you were a really overly self-conscious person, you'd be like, I can't get a cash register. My friends will think it's weird. You didn't think that far ahead, which yeah. I like. It shows you were secure in yourself. Yeah. But then when it came down to it, so I got it anyway. And I was absolutely delighted. So that she must have got it in like a cash and carry or somewhere. Yeah. It was an actual, we still have it. It's yeah. a real cash register with the till drawer, the money drawer that opens when you press the button or whatever. And I was absolutely delighted with myself. Like in my element, the morning of my birthday, playing shop on the ironing board. Then I had to go to school that an hour later or whatever. Sixth class. And you know in school your birthday's a massive deal. Yeah. You can't wait to go to school What'd on your get? birthday. Yeah. So of course the first thing you're asked is what did you get? And I told the first few people I was like I got a cash register. And they just burst out laughing. They were like a cash register? I was like yeah. And they just found it. So I think then as I continued to tell people in my class I made up this story. I was like oh I got this cool thing that you like hold money in. <laughs> I because I had seen the first few people's reactions. What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. So they could think they could think that's a wallet. They could think it's utter panic. I literally started making up like, oh, it's just this thing that you put money in and it has buttons, like, and they're and they could have thought that was anything. You come up with an elaborate story. Yeah. I got a vault. Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> or it could be like a, a money box that you press yeah. to open it. I just I couldn't bring myself to tell them that it was a cash register because they just laughed. And so were you, was he, were you sad? Didn't give a crap. I came home, took out the ironing board again, shopping, swing again, cleaning up. I was cleaning up in my shop, <laughs> selling oh things to the family. God. It was fucking great. But just in school, I was like, oh God, this is, this wasn't Scarlet. a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how do you think, what kind of child do you think you were in the class of? I was, um, I definitely wasn't the bold one. I definitely wasn't the most smart one. I'd like to think I kind of got on with most people in my class. Mm. Um, I have no memories of being bullied. Well, that was probably form of bullying, laughing at my cash <laughs> She's like, wait a second. I was severely bullied. <laughs> but like, you know, you you have memories of, of girls being mean to you in school. I don't really. Yeah. I'll probably think of some now after this and be like, that bitch. I think you, I do, I, I think you were someone who got along with everyone. Yeah. And I think you were, you had empathy for anyone who maybe didn't have that many friends or yeah I definitely hadn't had my close few friends like but I you know the way I find now we teach speech and drama to primary school kids and if you don't pair up a child with their best friend they're raging like yeah they're like, oh I really want to be with her but I didn't mind that I'd, I'd happily be paired up with anyone yeah so I think I would probably just I would probably just fell into the background like just didn't really but I definitely wasn't the bold one and I definitely wasn't the most smart in the class. And were you the most popular? But I was good at doing my homework. No, it definitely wasn't the most popular. <laughs> but I was good at doing my homework and I got on with the teachers. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, Alva. Are you ready for your next question? Mm. Alva Garrahi. Because I usually say um, the full name of... Mm. Someone actually tweeted me the other day and said, I love the way you say the full name of the guests all the time. Mm. Alva Garrahi. The moment when if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. Okay, this is a recent thing. 
and it was in the lead up to my wedding which was in October um, and some people may or may not know we kind of had a two day wedding um, and it was about five days I'd say before the wedding and there was talks of this storm coming mm. Storm Lorenzo and anyone who knows Doolin it's very exposed and if there's a storm coming there's literally a storm coming wild Atlantic wave yeah so um, say five days out from the wedding I had this moment of panic I was like oh my god hair dress pictures everything why me and uh, I definitely was stressed about that and I had, I had documented my wedding planning journey on my Instagram in the lead up to the wedding. So I felt a bit of a pressure, like, you know. Um, Before we keep talking about that, while you mentioned that, did you had you anticipated the level of interest that there was going to be in your wedding? No, I didn't. So um, you started, for anyone who might know, you started a wedding Wednesday. So every Wednesday you would do wedding updates about your wedding on yeah. Instagram. And it grew and grew and grew. And people would be like, what are you doing for Wedding Wednesdays this week? Or where's Wedding Wednesdays? Yeah. And and then brands started to get in touch with you and say, would you come and talk about your wedding at this event? Yeah. And there's a fee and, mm. you know, mad. Yeah. Like, did you anticipate that? No, I didn't. Not for a second. And I like, the reason I started it was because I was, I found myself constantly on Pinterest, constantly on Instagram, constantly online looking for ideas. And I was getting them from loads of different sources. But I, I hadn't found one kind of go-to shop yeah so I was and I loved throwing up the odd picture of fab wedding bits that I'd found and I was getting a good reaction from whoever saw it then like saying oh my god keep I like your style keep putting it up or whatever so then I just said one day I'll just do wedding Wednesdays and I put up a poll would people like to see wedding Wednesdays and they said yeah so I I don't know and some people I'm sure were sick of looking skipped through and were like oh where's she off to what would she know about it but I just love doing it. And but there I, were loads of people. It was a great reaction. It was really nice. Like There were loads of people who contacted you as well and said, I am, I am not engaged. I don't even have a boyfriend <laughs> yeah. and I'm obsessed with your wedding Wednesdays. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. or I got married 10 years ago and yeah. I, I love your wedding Wednesdays. I don't know. Weddings have just, weddings are just such a nice topic. And, and there's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about. And I try to make it balanced. So you can talk about the airy, fairy, lovely dressy bits but I also really wanted to be open about the budgeting side of it yeah and some people messed me saying do you have a budget of course we had a budget we actually had a quite a tight budget you know because we obviously as we spoke about we have a house to buy hopefully we will have a family someday like we weren't going to spend everything we had on our wedding mm. so and I spoke about that and I spoke about having to itemize everything and if we found a band we loved and they were out of our budget we just couldn't get them like, you know? and actually from the outside looking in people would be like oh the two day wedding all out but actually that was a budget thing it was because you wanted to have an amazing day yeah in Gregan's mm. with only 70 people because you couldn't do more than that budget yeah. wise yeah and then the next day was like a day two but a day one again yeah but a, a big party that did mm. and it, it didn't have a lot of the things that um a like we, we the main thing we said was we can't have a have a wedding both days we can't plan two weddings we don't have the money for that so let's just split the wedding into two days so yes it didn't end up costing us twice what you'd pay for a one day wedding sorry I interrupted you so go on about the time if you didn't laugh you'd cry so five so days yeah. out and I did have a moment of panic and I just couldn't get it out of my head and I was like this is a nightmare Um, we're going to be absolutely washed out of it swept out of it our hair everything and you said to me 
and the family the whole family said to me and well also I was getting messages on Instagram which didn't help saying hope Claire tell Claire to hold down her hat or hope Claire (laughs) hope Claire has a a few clips in her hat you're like what about me or it'll be out in the Atlantic um (laughs) um just messages and I know people were trying to be nice but they'd say you know um don't be stressing about the weather you won't (laughs) think about it afterwards and actually they were right they were dead right but at the time I was like stop talking about it stop yeah um or you know yeah so I just I had a moment and I was just like I was in a bad way but then as people started saying to me Alva and you in particular there is nothing you can do about the weather there's nothing I think you said at one point if this was Beyonce's wedding she wouldn't be able to do anything about the weather (laughs) yeah exactly no one on this planet no matter how much money they have can do anything about the weather so um, there are people who book their wedding in Ibiza so that they get the weather and it can last rain rain. I know you just have to go with it yeah and looking back now everyone that was messaging me were so right it made not the slightest bit of difference I actually think as you look up at your photos as I look up at my I actually believe I'm just admiring them here as she looks up at the photos on the wall <laughs> the beautiful barn I actually feel that my photographs it made the photographs <laughs> no it didn't look it, it was what laugh. it was so we just laughed about it and we were laughing about it I honestly can admit yeah the day, day or two beforehand we were like nothing we can do we'll be I don't know if we're blown out but we'll we're blown, blown out, out of it. it and like we were blown out of it and you know, but like nothing a bit of bloody hairspray and a quick brush of the hair can't fix. Exactly, so. it's a hooli. That was my most, that's, yeah. That and look, nice. the bridesmaids were dressed in iron sweaters. <laughs> we were really warm. It couldn't have worked out better for you guys. I know. You were fucking nice and cosy in your iron sweaters. You were grand. We were so toasty. <laughs> okay, Alvin, your no laughing matter moment in life. I kind of struggled with this one because I realise people have gone through lots of adversity like and I consider myself lucky you know but there was one particular Christmas I'm not going to go on about this um, but our parents had um, Castanock Construction construction company for 25 years and it was 2010 Christmas 2010 and things had gotten bad in Ireland in the economy um, and they had to make a decision on the future of Castanock Construction and long story short, the decision was to close it down. Um, and I, I think that just affected us as a family because it was, they worked so hard on it for so long and it gave us the best upbringing. Like we had, we have so many great experiences. Um, you know, they were, they were really all really about work hard, play hard and, you know, work as hard as you can and then enjoy, you know, life as well so to see all that come to an end for them having put their entire life into it um for us I think was really sad we just felt so sad for them it wasn't going to affect us myself you or Avian hugely because we were kind of all well I was in my final year in college you were in college and Avian was finished college so we had kind of started our own lives and earning for ourselves like but it was just so sad to see them have to just say goodbye to that it was and they went into mourning didn't they yeah, it was like, it was like, it sounds so stupid because people have lost their children. And that's why I started by saying I realised that it's not, Yeah, you know. But they, it was like a baby to them and, and we and didn't know. relative. Everything is relative and we didn't know any different. So they thought that we wouldn't be able to cope with it very well, I'd say. 
and just they didn't it was the uncertainty of what was ahead that mm. was so scary for mom anyway for mom definitely yeah. I suppose dad is very bigger picture mom likes to mind her things yeah um, and that's what makes them a great pair but yeah. it also yeah it was just a hard it was an awful time yeah and I've like I'd say dad is a big teddy bear he'd cry at, at kind of fairly easily mm. yeah but to actually see the way the level of how upset he was and the night that he told us yeah. That it was it was going to happen. Yeah. And I think nothing we could, nothing we could say, like we, we were, I don't, I really know what, I don't think we knew what to say to them because no. nothing was going to make them feel better about this. And although it was no reflection on them as people, they felt, they felt like it was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were just kind of, um, it was just a sad time, not for us and we were fine, as I said. Like we, we, we were kind of finding our own. We were rare. Yeah, we were rare, and you know, but it was just we just felt really bad for them because it was like losing, like they were just it was their whole life, and all of a sudden it's like right, that's gonna be that's gonna end now. What do we do next? And it was Christmas time, and they're heading into January, and uh, for me personally, I had my final exams coming up in the January. Uh, Rory, my now husband which I knew all along was had was moving to Australia for work because again the country was on its knees and he had to so just that Christmas overall was a a fairly kind of yeah yeah but again you know I'm fully aware that people have much bigger issues but everything's relative and it's just a memory that I have of just a kind of a sad time um but yeah that's my no laughing matter moment but we're good now we're good now Dublin Bay Cruises is flourishing yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Dublin Bay Cruises is, is going good thank God so in 2013 then dad uh, I was actually living in Amsterdam at the time <clears throat> dad decided he had been involved in boats down in Clare him and his uh, three brothers they have a doodle to Iron Ferries which takes tourists and, and Irish people as well obviously from Doolin to the Iron Islands and the Cliffs of Moher and uh, Bobby oh, Bobby's working <laughs> He had spotted a gap in the market in Dublin, so he started Dublin Bay Cruises in 2013. And uh, you're working with him. I'm now involved with that with with Dad, so we're business partners now, and we're getting on great, and it's all going good. So. She kill each other as well at times. We kill, that's normal. We absolutely kill each other at times, but it's all good. Okay, Alva, the person you always laugh with. So, okay, <laughs> Bob. Bobby, how dare you? One second now. Okay, Maybe we'll put them out. Yeah, we'll put them outside. Actually, actually outside. Yeah, just for a minute. Come on, Bob. You're ruining my podcast. Okay, Alvin. The person you always laugh with. So, what sprung to mind first was you and Avian, but I think people are probably sick of me here and talk, talking about you guys. <laughs> so, I'm going to say my friend Lisa, who I just find hilarious. So, I met her in when I started in DCU in 2008. We were in the same course. We did business studies in DCU. And she's one of those people that, you know, when you know you're about, you're going to meet her tomorrow or the next day, it's almost like you're already laughing. Yeah. <laughs> because she's just the funniest person, probably the funniest person I know. She has this way of talking about situations and describing situations in the best way possible. Like she comes up with these scenarios in her head to to describe a situation or describe a person or describe a way a person did something. And uh, it's just constant laughter. She just <laughs> makes me laugh so much. And every time I meet her and we go home that night or whatever, I text her and I'm like, 
I can't stop laughing. I'm still laughing at what you said or I'm still la- laughing at what you did. And she's a great friend. You could talk to her about anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, she just, it's. I just know every time I meet her that she's just going to make me laugh. I'm trying to think of an example now and I won't be able to think of one. But sure, she's hilarious and she's getting married next year. And uh, she's just a great friend. So she makes me laugh, but you could also text her at any time or talk to her about anything. And she's just, she's just brilliant. Or you'd have a mo- she's one of those friends where you'd have a moment you mightn't have seen her in a month and you'd be at your computer working one day and you'd think of something she said <laughs> yeah and you just burst out laughing she's just she's brilliant Alva a time where you had the last laugh okay so this again is a recent thing mm-hmm. so about three weeks ago uh, our parents house was broken into and yeah. burgled and bearing in mind that they'd been there 30 years, there's a, you know, there's a lot of memories there. There's a lot of bits and bobs still hanging around there uh, in the house. And never been broken into. It's never been broken into. Yeah. In the 30 years. So um, I I work from their house. We have an office at their house. So that's where I work from. So I'm there a lot. I'm there a lot more than you and Avian would be there. Um. So I, I still see things and spot things in the house like that you guys mightn't have seen in years. But because I'm there, you know. I suppose I, I still memories of growing up and things like that come back to me a lot because I'm 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 seeing these things yeah. daily. But anyway, we were mom and dad were away and I was in Clare um, with Avian and I was on my way back and I was on the M50 and it was about ten to ten at night and mom rang me to say that the neighbour had rang to say that they had seen five guys coming out of the house with bits from the house. The house had been burgled. So I think I just froze. I was driving the car, obviously, but I think I just froze like and. uh, I just couldn't believe it, and I knew that I was going to be the first person to go to the house. Before anyone else, the guards had been called or whatever, and uh, I instantly thought of two things that I really hoped that they hadn't found or taken. Um, And can you reveal what they were? No. So when I got there, our neighbours who have a key um, were there and we went in together. And all I wanted to do was run to, to see if those two things had been found or, and taken. But I didn't want to do it kind of straight away when there was people there. I just wanted to go on my own. I don't know what it was, but mm. I just wanted to be on my own just to check. Probably because if they weren't there, you would have been so upset and you, you didn't want to yeah, see it that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um so as soon as I kind of and, and, and I, I couldn't get it out of my head, like I could see that the TV was gone and I could see that this had been broken and I could see other bits. But I just was dying to run up to see if this these things had been had been taken. Anyway, I finally got a moment and I ran up and not only had they not taken them, they hadn't even discovered the area where they were like um, and it, the sense of relief was just I think I was frozen until that point and then I could just breathe. And after that, it was almost like I didn't really care what else they had, yeah, you know? Yeah. Those two. You can take items. the kettle, you can take the toaster, yeah. which they took. You can take the Dyson hairdryer. The Dyson hairdryer. So random. You can take the TV. Yeah. It won't take out they Because they're all replaceable. They're yeah. all replaceable, but these particular two things weren't. So, um. And why can't I, you I tell us what they were, Alva? Because I don't want to. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> And I just felt like I, I at that stage I instantly relaxed. I think I remember saying that to you. I don't yeah. care about the TV. Yeah. I don't care. Which is awful because they're bloody expensive. No, but like. anyone can relate to that. But it, these, were, these, these were irreplaceable and I just 
felt this sense of relief and I was just after that it was, and that's and I just felt like I it's it sounds spiteful but it's almost like you Egypt's like no you know. you're allowed to say that yeah they intruded on mom and dad's house yeah four lads and I'll never forget going into the house and just seeing the patio door just wide open and I remember thinking they're so ignorant. They wouldn't even close the door after them. <laughs> they didn't even have the manners. And, but that's what made it hit home. No, this burglary definitely happened. The door yeah. is wide open. Yeah. And that vision just stays with me because it's just like, they didn't even close the door. Why the hell would they close the door? They don't yeah, give a shit about us. Like. But I think it's the first thing you would think of is, was anyone home? And yeah. if there was no one home and no one traumatized, you no one relax. hurt. Anything after yeah. that's a bonus. Yeah, exactly. So then the fact that those things weren't taken. Yeah. Another bonus. Yeah. And then, yeah. And I was just, I, I just like, you haven't, you haven't, now that I know that those things are okay, you haven't, uh, I was just like, I even the one laughing here because you, yeah, you're gone with your t- kettle and toast. <laughs> Good luck with the dice. Yeah. Okay. Alva, if laughter wasn't the best medicine, what would be? You know what I'm going to say for this. <laughs> so th- it's a running joke uh, in our family that I have an obsession with the Blanchestown Shopping Centre. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Obsession is not the word And I don't know what it is about that place No you do know No I do know I'm going to talk about it now Yeah Bear with me please (laughs) So This might sound uh, Like materialistic or whatever But it's not Because I can go to the Manchester Shopping Centre I go there probably A minimum three times a week It's I've timed the drive It's a seven minute drive from my house (laughs) And I know the exact time to go Where you won't hit any traffic And I know exactly the best place to park Depending on the time of the day or the week (laughs) And I could go up there and not spend a penny, but I just love going there. Like I walk around, I window shop, see what's there, might get a coffee. Now there are days where I go and I do do damage, like I'll buy myself <laughs> nice bits. But just because I might go three times a week or whatever, twice a week. Doesn't mean you spend Doesn't mean day. I spend. But I just have this sense of calmness about me when I get there. It's like, I'm just going to browse here now for an hour, you know, just have a look around see what's here I might see something I love and I'll be like at least I know it's there if I can't stop thinking about it then I'll come back but it's not it's not the spending and it's not like a shopping addiction it's just I love going to that place but it's also just my, it's like it's my haven it's like I, I know other reasons you get why. it though I get it you too you love it too I get it too here are my reasons but it's a running joke that it's, it's my I'm obsessed with it and I just love it there free what? parking free parking can't beat it you're indoors yeah like why I I don't like shopping in town because what if it's raining yeah and you're traipsing and you're around wearing the wrong wet. shoes and your socks then get wet. You don't need to wear a jacket to Blanche. Yeah. You just wear a trekkie. And I always wear a trekkie. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I'd never go into town without wearing makeup. Yeah. I'd always throw on a bit. Oh no, Blanche, you go Blanche, up looking a wreck. You literally greasy hair. Yeah. Got a screed of makeup. Now, which brings us on to the smoothies. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha, <laughs> what is your favourite smoothie in the world? A monkey moo. Put it there. <laughs> And Rory mentioned this in, the, in his wedding speech. <laughs> Rory nailed his wedding speech. He basically brought in my addiction to Blanche. He's, he was he was like, Av and I lived in Australia um, and then we moved back to Ireland and we lived in Terenure for a year. And although it was lovely living over there, you know, Alva really is a home bird at heart. So after the year, we moved closer to home. The Blanche <laughs> Shopping Centre. <laughs> Yeah, he, that is your home. Yeah, I, it's it's a running joke in the family now. If laughter definitely wasn't the best medicine, Blanche would be. Alva knows 
the Blanchetown Centre and where she gets her monkey moo smoothie made so well that she knows which girls who work behind the counter at the smoothie thing are going to be quicker at making the smoothie or not. Yeah. You know which ones are the quickest. Yeah. yeah. There's one girl, she's an absolute flyer. I love her. <laughs> when I go to the counter, she goes, monkey moo. She knows like, stuff. I always think it's really kind of weird when people say the usual. But like, I don't even have to say anything. She's like, monkey moo. Yeah. Within I'd say 30 seconds, she has it done. Monkey moo is banana. I love when she's there. Banana, peanut butter, frozen yogurt and milk. Yeah. That's all it is. so good. It's the peanut butter that makes it. You could make it at home, but no. It's not. It's part of the experience. I've tried. No, you can never replicate it. It's never the same. Okay, Alva, are you ready for your quick fire round? I forgot about this part. Okay, the movie that always makes you laugh. Um, Anchorman? Yeah, you like Anchorman. The actor or actress that always makes you laugh? Um... Will Ferrell? Yeah. The comedian that always makes you laugh. Tommy Jernan. I was going to say the book, but I know you don't read. (laughs) (laughs) Either do I. (laughs) Now, Bobby is going pure cracked, scratching on the door, so we need to let him back in. in. So we should probably wrap this up. Alva Garhi, my big sister extraordinaire. I love you dearly. I love you too. And thank you so much for sharing the last of your life. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to The Laughs of Your Life. I hope you enjoyed it. If there's anyone you'd like to hear from, get in touch. Tweet me at Theron Garrahy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review and all those other things. This podcast is recorded in collaborative studios.